If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 it's the Carolina Underground, and we're back again for this after Thanksgiving smorgasbord of things that Mark don't know. <laughs> How you doing this evening, sir? Well, you know, it's kind of an odd day. I am sitting here, and it's evening. We're actually doing this on a different night, and I don't have Paul Roger, but I, my coffee maker looked at me like I was crazy because I was making coffee, and it wasn't even the weekend. Well, you know, it is a full moon, so that may not be the only reason that it was looking at you like you were crazy. Hey, I went down the highway the other day and saw a full moon anyway. Well, there you go. Sometimes you get those. Some boy had his ass <laughs> hanging out the car. I wish I'd have had a slingshot. I'd have shot him. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening? We're this world's topsy-turvy. I... uh You know, I'm not big on Black Friday stuff or anything oh. like that, and... Yeah. But there really wasn't anything to have. And I was watching some videos and these people were at, I can't, I don't remember if they're at Walmart. I think it was Walmart because yes, yeah, Walmart. Cause in there, are they the one that rolled back prices? Well, supposedly, but go ahead, go, go ahead and finish your thought and I'll share something with you. Well, yes, you, we, they had a, these, I think they were 65 or 55 inch TVs uh-huh. and she wanted, and the black Friday deal was like, four hundred and sixty nine dollars or something like that (laughs) and she was like well i want to know what it regularly is so Mm -hmm. she slides the paper out and there's a sale paper underneath that says sale four hundred sixty nine dollars there wasn't no black friday deals oh no yeah that was one of the things uh i recently saw there is an app that uh, somebody has put together that tracks the prices for everything that you're interested in buying uh-huh. and uh, what it shows is typically, and you know, we all kind of knew this. Well, those of us that, that, that have the, uh, the uh, uh, presence of mind to educate ourselves kind of know this, but you, you know, if you follow it around eh, middle of the, you know, about, about middle of October or something like that, all the prices start creeping up. And right. I mean, they don't really creep, creep all that much so much as jump about 50 to 75 percent or more uh and then they you know so they get them marked up one or two hundred percent then they give you 50 percent off they're making significantly more profit and everybody that's too stupid to realize what the game is goes in there and thinks that they're getting you know, a great deal on something that they could have bought in March for right, right. a quarter of what they just paid. Right. So, and I've noticed, you know, and I see a lot of people saying, God, and they're showing videos of the malls and stuff like that. And there's nobody there, but I don't know anybody that actually goes to stores anymore. I think everybody well, shops online. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, they do the same thing online. 
you know, you just can't. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that they were, they were surprised that there weren't any people out like at the mall or in Walmart and stuff like that. They were just surprised about that part, not necessarily the pricing. Well, I mean, again, that's just another way that, uh, social media and, and the internet is, is destroying society because again, our, you know, years past, you know, that's when you run into the people that you hadn't seen in years and mm-hmm. reconnect when you're out, uh, in public and people just don't go, people don't go out anymore. You know? Well, that's I know I'm, I'm guilty of that. Cause I'm one of the ones that I like to get, I come again, I take the elevator down to the replica bat cave. I lock the door mm-hmm. and then I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to vegetate and do my own thing. And cause I learned last time when you're closer than six foot, you get viruses, and I don't want none of their foolishness. Well, I understand that. Well, of course, you know. Which that leads me into the new thing that's coming around. You know, little baby flossy dog usually would go to daycare and stuff like that and have a big time with their doggy buddies and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I have officially today, I had to pull flossy dog out of daycare. Right, because of the bacteria, right? Because of the bacteria, the mystery dog illness that's going around. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If we find out this thing was made by the Chinese, we just need to bomb them little yellow bastards. (laughs) It's one thing to go after old people, but when you're going after Flossie Dog and her buddies, that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I don't know. I mean, again, there's there's all kind of stuff out there. And again, Mm -hmm. that's why you're why we're supposed to wander around barefoot and things like that is because, uh, you know, your the bottom of your feet are absorbent. And so you're supposed to get the bacteria and flora and fauna that are mm-hmm. in the area absorbed through the soles of your feet so uh-huh. that your body knows how to deal with it and you don't get sick. Well, I think, again, well, I think yeah. in this, they've kind of narrowed it down that it is not a viral infection. No, uh, it's, it's a bacteria. Yeah, and they said it's so small, it's like half the size of a normal size bacteria. Hmm, that's interesting. And Well, uh, and you know, go ahead. I'm oh, I was just going to say, it's just, you know, for little Flossie, she just got over her stomach stuff. I don't want her to, you know, have to, you know, her poor little system, she'd be overwhelmed right. now, but it's about time. To, and, you know, that's not, it's not just doggy daycare. It's grooming, uh, mm. dog parks, anywhere like that and you know we have multiple dogs that come to the office and one of them is the owner's dog and he just said hey if you plan planning on keeping flossy in daycare i'm not going to bring my dog anymore because i don't want to run the risk of getting her sick and i right. said well i was going to talk to you about that i don't want flossy to get sick either so if it's okay with you i'm just going to stop daycare until a they either have a better idea of what's going on or hmm. they have figured out how to inject her with something that will keep her from getting it or something like that. Cause she is up to date all, like on the influenza and all that other stuff that dogs are supposed to have. Cause you know, I am a, you know, let's just put it like this. I would much rather have a dog than 99% of the people walking around this planet. Oh, I can understand that. I've always uh, except uh, for our loyal Carolina underground listeners. Ah, there you go. There you go. Good, good plug. Nice, nice pivot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm trying. You know, I'm not waiting to New Year's and New Year, New Me. I'm trying to be nicer. I'm old. I really don't care. 
And I, I just I just want everybody just to leave me alone. And I figure that being hateful to them all the time didn't work. They still annoy the shit out of me. So maybe if I just smile and pretend I'm nice, maybe then they'll leave me alone. Well, you never know. Uh, we got well, bad you news. Know the best that. way to do that, actually, the best way to do that is ask them to borrow money. <laughs> then they'll leave you alone. Yeah, that's normally the one, that's normally they're coming to me for that. Well, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Yeah, we had Go a traumafication last week. Uh, last right. Tuesday, a really good friend of mine um, passed away. He um, sorry, my condolences. He, well, thank you. He was uh, I was actually published his books. Um, say I was a hat. A lot of people didn't know I had. I used to have a publishing company. Oh my goodness! Um, I used to do that. Uh, I'd published uh, th- three of his books, I think, or. Mm-hmm. At least two, but I think it was three. Um, he was a retired Marine Corps officer, infantry officer, and yep. he was a retired school teacher. And I'm not knocking him when I say this because he would get a kick out of this. Mm-hmm. But he he was one of the most brilliant men I've ever met, mm-hmm. and he was he just had a big heart, little bitty body. I called him the littlest Marine. Mm-hmm. He was little fella, but had the biggest heart and the biggest smile of anybody you'd ever want to meet. He was probably one of the most genuine people ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used to, uh, we used to have running debates on uh, a website called You Now, which is where you get on a broadcast. Of course, when him and I started with it, it was a lot different than it is now. Now it's more of a thirst trap or whatnot for video game streamers and teenagers and stuff like that but we would have political discussions kind of like what you and i did before we even knew what a podcast was all right but uh he uh there was one thing about it he would definitely when his vast knowledge he very well read but if you were at a car wash with him and washing your car Mm -hmm. you were subject to get a 30 or 45 minute dissertation on the history of soap and how soap came about into being because, but he was very interesting. And uh, one thing, if you don't, I know you probably, most people probably don't care. They lose friends every day. But if you can think of one thing about him, he always said and always finished his emails and his posts and anything he ever said with hashtag LYBM. And let's, and I think if more of us start practicing that, it'd be a kinder word. And of course, LYBM means love you back more. Oh, and nice. so, you know, that's just uh, this week, Friday, uh, let's see, Thursday, is Thursday the 30th? Yes. Yes. That is his, uh, he was cremated and then his interment will be the 30th. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to get um, availability to get up there for that. Uh, he, and surprisingly enough, he uh, is survived at the home by his uh, wife. Lovely Miss Karen of 37 years, and I believe his mother is still alive as well. Mm, outstanding. Well, I'm so uh, just I'm my plug for is, is before we finish, is Richard, love you back more, my friend. Well, and I and you have my, my strongest condolences, my deepest condolences, my friend. I know that's a that's a tough thing, it, so, it you know, it is, but you know, this one is you know, it, it's especially tough to when he 
you know, it's never fun to lose somebody, even an acquaintance or friend or anything. But he has ha- he had such a tough time these last few years. He had several back surgeries. He had a bad back. That's how he was retired out of the military. I believe mm-hmm. he was in an accident or something. Never really got into it. Never really cared. But he uh, he had had an operation, another back operation, a couple years ago, and ended up getting septicemia. Oh my! And that about killed him. But mm-hmm. uh, the message I got from his wife was, uh, you know, I just think Richard. She just said Richard just had so many health problems. I think his body just wore out and mm-hmm. went on to say, but you know, now he doesn't have any problems. I know in what he believes, he is walking the streets of gold and sitting at the supper feast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, it may be in Gobekli Tepe in the spirit version of that or whatever you want to think. But. Well, now, again, it's one of those things. Interestingly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Angel Studios. Oh, yeah. And I like, yeah. They have a new, uh, well, is, it, is that the David? I'm sorry, is that what? The one about David? Uh, no, this is called After Death, mm. and it is talking about uh, the number of people that have had or that have been resuscitated after they have been clinically dead for a period of time. Hmm. Uh, and their experiences. I, I do highly recommend it. It's a very well done movie. Uh, they spend most, probably 80 to 80 to 85 percent of the movie discussing the people who have positive after death experiences and uh-huh. probably about, you know, maybe 10 to 15 percent talking to the people that uh, that have negative after death gotcha. experiences. Uh, but you know, the 10 to 15% that they talk to, uh, will, will definitely get your attention. I do highly recommend watching the movie. And then back to, you know, as, as we closed last week, I believe I was, uh, and I wanted to revisit the difference between ignorance and stupidity mm-hmm. because that's an important distinction. And I'm not sure. Matter of fact, I am sure that most people don't get it that, you know, being ignorant is there is absolutely nothing wrong with being ignorant. Every one of us is ignorant of something. You know, there's just too much out here to know. But right, ignorance right. means that you have not been exposed to or have not taken the time to study and learn mm-hmm. a something, a, a discipline or a fact or something of that nature. So ignorance is fine and ignorance can 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 be cured. Uh, but stupidity is when you refuse right. to learn. And the bad part is a lot of people fall into the threshold of stupidity because yes. they don't want to take the time to learn to get out of the ignorant state and be in the educated state. Right. And that, that ties in with something else. It was a, many years ago I was uh, listening actually to a podcast about how the human brain is organized and how it works. You know, you've got your limbic system, which is essentially the reptile brain. And then if I remember correctly, the, uh, the uh, amygdala and whatnot that kind of wraps around that, and that's sort of your uh, mammal brain mm-hmm. uh, the, the, for, for the little furry four-legged types, you know, like hamsters and rodents and such as that. 
Gotcha. Uh, and then you've got, but you know, it, it builds out in layers. And the the part that we're the most proud of is, of course, the Human Reasoning Center, which is, uh, I believe, I believe it's the cerebral cortex and, and prefrontal cortex. But I'm not, uh, you know, it's been a hot minute since I've read this stuff. So if, if anybody out there knows better, please don't, uh, please don't flame me for not calling it by the right stuff. But the reasoning center is what it's typically referred to. Mm-hmm. And as the, 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 the intriguing thing about the uh, research that has gone into uh, the brain and how it operates, the, the purpose of the reasoning center primarily is to find ways to support arguments for the things that you already believe. So mm-hmm. intriguingly, okay. the reasoning center is the least reasonable portion of the brain. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and, and it does require quite a bit of effort to, uh, to keep an open mind uh, and uh, be able to, uh, to, to absorb facts and trans, uh, let's see, transfer yourself from levels of ignorance to levels of knowledge. Uh-huh. So there you have it. Now, on that note, I am actually going to go and see some of the strange out of place uh, artifacts here in probably a couple of weeks. I am oh, awesome. going to go to Costa Rica in a oh. couple of weeks here and I'm going to. Are we there. going to podcast live with you on site? That could possibly be arranged. Um, I, well, I don't know because that what we're what we're talking about are these great big spherical stones that okay. are carved out of an especially hard um, form of granite. And of course, rock can't be carbon dated, so they don't know how old these things are, but they're supposedly, uh, they're attributed to the Olmec people, which predated the Incas and the Aztecs and the Mayans. My understanding is that uh, the Aztecs were the ancestral people of the folks that lived in around uh, uh, Costa Rica and Nicaragua mm-hmm. and that area. Uh, but at any rate, so they got all these great big multi-ton, perfectly spherical rocks in the middle of the rainforest for huh. no apparent reason. Yeah, and that, I mean, I, you, they're too big to bowl with, so that's obviously not <laughs> what they were doing with but at any rate, so I'm gonna go down there and look at those. And, well, that sounds and, kind of, uh, well, of course we, you know, if they you got internet, we can do it. Uh, well, it's in the middle it. of the jungle, so I'm not sure. Oh, Verizon's got signal everywhere. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm on AT and T, so that may not be uh, <laughs> may not be possible. But I will take a video camera, and I will probably take some uh, time to. Uh, to, to talk to some people about it and see what they know and what they think they know. Oh, that'll be awesome. Uh, just yes. side note, that Angel Studios that did the movie you're talking about, they yes. are also the one that are doing the David movie, the car- new cartoon David about right. Right. Uh, yes. David. So they, if you haven't checked, I haven't seen that one by them, but they, have a, they do a lot of interesting movies. Of course, with the name Angel Studios, they are of a mm-hmm. Christian-leaning thing but i w- they are definitely worth checking out because they do fantastic work oh absolutely absolutely they are uh, responsible for this the movie the sound of freedom yep and my understanding is that soon a movie called the shift 
and I'm not sure yep. how soon it's, uh, coming out. Well, just for example, they do the Wing Feather Saga, uh, Sound mm-hmm. of Freedom, the Tuttle Twins, David, right. Truth and Conviction, the Shift, Jungle Beat, the Riot and the Dance, Freelancers, and the Chosen. Right. And so all of those, every one of those that I've been in, that I've had the uh, pleasure of viewing has, has been really, really good. So right. I, I well, do highly, highly recommend them. The David one hasn't come out yet. Of course, as you know, I'm into um, animation, animation and yeah. stuff like that. So I do animation and 3D type graphics and stuff like that. And that kind of the the format and the the way that they are creating those characters is exactly right up my alley. It's the kind of crack characters that I love to create. Mm-hmm. I just had never really thought about doing them out of the Bible. Maybe I just need to re reevaluate how I'm getting my muse for my artwork that I'm creating for myself. But I will say this, I am damn good at making 3d lightsabers. I, my lightsabers are second to none, except for the red ones or something about the red ones. I ain't never been able to get right. Well, that's interesting. I wonder what that might be. Well, it's, well, something, about, it's something about the core of it. Cause when you're making it for some reason, the, when you're doing blue and yellow and green and orange and purple and all these, it looks like it's supposed to. But for mm-hmm. some reason, whenever I try to make a red one, the core always to me looks lighter than it should be. And it does. Uh, it looks more pink than red, and it just kind of irks me. I got you. Well, it could be that you don't have enough evil in your system because well, most of the red lightsabers were Sith anyway, right? Well, that's true. And I do use a Mac, and we're the chosen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that does make me, it does remind me that we never did get back to, we were going to do an episode discussing uh, Islam. We and, were. Uh, I had, we, we are still going to do that. I have a person that I'm in contact with who mm-hmm. actually, what he does is he uh, makes videos actually showing Muslims and contradicting Muslims and what the current Muslim, the mainstream Muslim beliefs are. He is a scholar in Aramaic and ancient Hebrew, and he's a scholar in Arabic. So he he reads the originals. He doesn't read the translations. And right. he's, he is well-versed enough in both of them. I'm trying to get him. That episode's probably actually going to have to wait to after the first of the year because he is actually leaving at the end of the week to go somewhere overseas somewhere. But I forgot where he said he was going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but that's still in the works. I, I have not forgot about that episode. It's just a matter of getting it all lined cool. up to where we can all get together at the same time. Right. And that is a surprisingly difficult thing to do because there's a couple of them that I was working on as well. And I still hadn't been able to get those lined up. So, And it's but, amazing uh, the ones that jump to it readily. You don't really mm-hmm. want to talk to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny well, how that works. <laughs> kind of makes me wonder about, are there any, about any of these people not really wanting to talk to us? <laughs> Hey, you don't ever know what I'm talking about. You know, most of the time you find out if, if they're available at any time to talk about it. Right. One, they probably are not as well versed in the topic as they think they are because right. they never can give any 
proof of any chops they have, if they've written anything or done anything mm-hmm. other than Facebook arguments and being keyboard warriors. Well, there you go. I mean, I can do that myself. I mean, I don't need help well, no, on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, right you're, you're, we're you trying play. to do a higher class here, here with the redneck agenda. So everybody knows what's what and all that stuff, but. And what's not. And what's, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to know what, <laughs> what not to believe, just ask us. We'll tell you. I mean, we well, can solve you, you sit down with us and a bottle of Paul Roger, and we can probably solve about every problem in the United States within about three or four hours. Well, now, I'm not saying it's going to, well, I'm not going to say. At least identify them. <laughs> well, and I'm not saying that our solutions will be popular, but sometimes for the patient to get well, they have to take hmm. bitter medicine. Well, yeah, and again, that's one of those things, you know, to 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 go into current events right at the moment. Of course, the uh, the you the know you are going right into that politics. You know, you're gonna yeah. get my blood pressure up on a whatever today is, and I ain't even gonna have days well, to recover. It just it just really absolutely it's a Monday. And it just absolutely blows my mind. The now again, it was wonderful to see the uh, the little boy that uh, that I think I believe he turned nine years old while he was uh, being you know while he was mm-hmm. being held hostage, and a little uh, little four year old girl, a little four year old girl being held hostage, and these people are sitting there screaming that they're the victims when, right. when they're holding people hostage. And I, it just blows my mind. Well, I and, and I saw, yeah. I, I read a thing too, that some of the people that were, they, a lot of, some of these people, I don't remember which set, uh, set of them that was released, but they were interviewing, inter- talking to them. And this is the first time they've seen sunlight since they were abducted. Right. And, they've been uh, held in those tunnels. Right. right. And they honestly, until they saw the Red Cross workers. They thought that they were being brought out to be uh, killed. Yeah, executed, right. That's just horrifying. And, I mean, again, it's one of those, you know, to me, it's one of those, I, I'm a firm believer in the it don't start nothing, won't be nothing philosophy. Right. But, uh, you know, I I just can't, you know, the to me, that whole thing, you know, they started the conflict. There had been peace for years. Yes. Well, and and, and, and it's obvious that they don't want a state well, of their own because there's been three separate occasions to when right. it was offered and on the table, and each time they turned them down. And it's kind of telling right. that the people in the Arab country countries surrounding them don't want them coming to their country. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they're sending them to they're sending them to Ireland and London and Germany and all of these other places. Yeah, all the places to where they can alu akbar and blow something else up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm not going. I'm not saying that all Arabs are terrorists. Oh no, by no means. But I'm going to tell you the odds are if you're coming from if you are coming from that area and some of the prisoners and stuff that Israel is having to release. These are pe- women and children, young young boys mostly, who right. are in prison for attacking people with butcher knives because they think yep. that's the way they're going to get to heaven. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if they, well, the yeah. martyrs, if they blow themselves up, you know, they said they got 75 virgins. What they didn't tell them is there's 75 goats. Well, it could be, but, you know, 
Well, and there's some, I think it's called a surah, and I think it's surah 9, verse 29 or something mm -hmm. like that, um, that discusses that, I mean, that you, you know, if you are Islam, if you are Muslim, that you are supposed to attack all non-believers, not uh, not people that have done anything to harm you or gotten in your way or even mm -hmm. flipped you off in traffic. But if they are not, if they do not, if, if then that would be you and me being Christians. If you don't believe in what the, the prophet Muhammad had to say, you're supposed to be attacked and, and mercilessly and endlessly until you, and I forget what the word is. It starts with a J. It's like Jiria or something like that. Jira or something. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not Jihad. I know that one. But uh, it, that is the tribute money that you pay to somebody. And you're supposed to pay it to them uh, with a joyful heart. Meaning that you realize that because you don't believe in Muhammad, in the writings of Muhammad, that you were a lesser person. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what I believe. Muhammad was a fucking pedophile, and he wasn't a prophet. He was a demon. And if you want to bring a knife to a gunfight, come on, because I'll bury half of your goat herding fucking fucker asses six foot under in the woods, and won't none of you ever find you. And we just went off of the PG rating today. Yes. <laughs> I'm I told you, when I get coffee, that's all on. <laughs> well, you know, I hear this, and I hear this, and I, oh, you can't be mean to Muslims. And this, I'm not being mean to Muslims. I'm just telling no. you. It's the way it is. These are not right. people that you can have a discussion with. The only thing they understand is like the bullies when you were in school. And mm -hmm. what, what do you do with a bully? You pretend yeah, they're a balloon and that you pop them hard enough and they disappear. No, absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, again, and it just, it, it just, I find it intriguing that the, that, that Islam is the only one of the Abrahamic tradition religions that declares themselves to be just genuinely better human beings than everybody else in the world. Well, and the, the problem God. is, is, before Islam before Muhammad moved wherever he moved at the time when he started humping the nine-year-old mm -hmm. was completely different than what he taught after that. Right. So, you know, maybe, and from what I've seen from a lot of these videos and stuff, Muhammad was the original asshat. Let's just put it like that. And I wouldn't wipe my ass with the Quran because I was afraid it were something were, would rub off from Muhammad on it. <laughs> well, now that's a heck of a picture, my friend. Well, and again, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not bashing in any people, okay? Because again, there's there's there is you know there's ignorance. Here's what, here's what the Quran teaches. Stupidity. The Quran says that Christians are supposed to judge Muslims by their gospel. Correct. That's what the yes. Quran says. So I'm right. judging them by my gospel. Well, everything must be judged by the gospel. Right. And that includes them because mm -hmm. even in the Quran, whether they want to admit it or not, the Quran shows and teaches that Jesus Christ is Lord and is the, the incarnate Son of God. Whether they want to believe it or not, I've already watched 
hours of videos of this other guy making these Muslim people that think they know everything step mm-hmm. and fetch. No, I understand. I understand. But we probably ought to back off of that. I apologize for getting it started, but we, you know, and, and save it for when we, when well, we have our, our expert on. Yeah, because when we get the expert on here, I know what the title of that episode is going to be. Do not watch with small children present. Well, probably that. No, I mean, I'll be probably won't be in a bad mood then because I don't drink coffee normally. Normally, I drink alcohol instead of coffee when we're recording. Well, there you go. But, but you know, it's just it's how can you preach that? And I'm not saying this is all Islam because I, there are some I know some Muslims that believe in a peaceful religion. It is the Oh no! Absolutely. It just seems to be that little faction that's right there around Iraq, Iran, Syria, Lebanon, well, all the just over there because they, I don't know. It's just well, that's the intriguing thing. About ten percent of the population typically winds up, and I'm going to use your word, that about 10% of the population typically are the, are the complete and total asshats. And well, they are the ones that wind you, up in control of everything, and they're the ones that create all the ruckus. If you've ever wondered what the gray, the gray logo means as opposed to the color one, now you know because this one will have a gray logo because that means it is explicit. <laughs> Even I mean, Mark is going to ass hat. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, my, my other actually one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite. It was a completely guilty pleasure that I watched a long time ago called uh, Debbie Does Dad. No, it was Ted and the Book of Pure Evil. Okay, that kind of sounds was, like it'd be kind of along the lines of Good Omens. Oh, it was well. It it was it was good omens. If good omens was was uh, was written solely to make uh, you know thirteen year old boys giggle, but uh, one of the one of my favorite phrases that came from that particular show was the term shit rooster. <laughs> hey, now we got the shit rooster and the cock of justice. That's right. And that was one of the, that, you know, that was uh, one of the points. One of the characters recorded on his little handheld recorder said, "Note <laughs> self, call someone a shit rooster." <laughs> but you know, That's, well, there you go. Anyway, I, I you know, I, you know, we need to quit talking about this stuff because you know sometimes people people think think we're being serious and we're not. We're really not. We are kind of joking. It's satire, people. We're like Roseanne. I don't know if it's set. I don't know if we've. I don't know if we've. We've reached that lofty of a of a of a goal of being. But I will say, I will say this: if I have offended you in any way, I truly am sorry. But in the immortal words of the great Michael Whitehall, "Fuck off." Well, you know, and again, I mean, the last thing I'll comment though is I the 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 majority of the Muslims that I know are very, very serious about their religion. And I do respect that. I just have a hard time respecting a religion that says I'm better than you and I need to treat you poorly until you joyfully acknowledge that I'm better than you. Or you sleep with nine-year-olds. 
well, I, I wasn't going to go there. But anyway. well, I mean, it's, no, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. But, no, I, I, I got you. I, I don't want to. Uh, but anyway, I was trying to pull off of that. So I saw a one of those along with one of the, you know, the, the Antikythera mechanism and the uh, aluminum wedge and the London hammer. Um, they have found a Greek shield that is, uh, I can't recall how old it was, but it has what looks like a gray alien's head on it. And it has uh, yellow gems that look like they've got a flashlight behind them. And the thing has uh, had apparently seen action at some point, but I saw that and I thought that was intriguing because, and of course, the, 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 it was on, on the YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's legit. It is legitimately from Greco-Roman times because of the patina and the wear on the shield. It had obviously right. been buried for a long period of time. And, of course, the question was, what in the world possessed the artisan that uh, made that shield to put the face of uh, what looks like a what we would refer to as one of the gray aliens on it? You well, know. you know, I have a theory about that. All right, hit me, boss. Well, you know, and all this stuff, these people make this stuff, right? Because it has to be made. And yes. I think they're doing it as a joke, saying, ha-ha, watch this. When we're dead and gone, somebody's going to get this. <laughs> and say, Why in the hell did they make this like this? That's sort of like the fellow that went out to Party City and bought one of the Halloween skeletons and buried the Halloween skeleton underneath his new deck. Oh, yeah. Deck there. <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. It sounds actually sounds like something I think I would do. Oh, I, I, I would. It made me want to go and build a deck in my backyard <laughs> <laughs> just to do that one thing. That I'm in. I am in a double traumafication this week. Uh oh, hit me. I just realized I'm out of Paul Roger. I don't have anything oh. left. The boxes are empty. Well, you know. You should be doing your online shopping and get yourself some of that uh, Paul Roger here pretty quick. Well, there's a conundrum with that. That brings me to my second conundrum. (laughs) Yet another conundrum. (laughs) Do tell, good sir. Well. So this one, instead of things that Mark doesn't know, should be a therapy session for Mike. (laughs) This is is the thing in Mike's life that Mike has fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Well, it kind of perplexes me because this is a really long list and I don't think we've got enough time. <laughs> but this the credit card that I use all the time, I'm trying to wean myself off of American Express. Now, why would you want to do that? American Express makes a really good product, in my opinion. But oh, I love American Express. That's that's my favorite one. But America, I don't. My American Express is primarily used for airline miles. Okay. And I don't have to, to get the miles. You know, I just have to have the Sky Miles shopping app. I don't necessarily have to use American Express. Mm-hmm. Well, for stuff, you know, stuff. If it depends on how expensive it is, but sometimes like at this particular retailer, my MasterCard gives me like 10% cash back. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to use the MasterCard. Well, <laughs> I have to call the bank. I've got, well, I've called them like four or five times. I'm not going to say who they're with, but who it's with, but um, it's, it's a big, it's a well-known old bank. 
Okay. So I have forgotten my password to log in to the website <laughs> because the credit cards don't have numbers on them anymore. And they don't have, you know, and I can't swipe it online. (laughs) And the credit card don't have a number. It don't have an expiration date. It don't even have a security code. You're supposed to use the website or the app to get all that information. So. Well, that is intriguing, but go ahead. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it costs too much money to stamp numbers on metal credit cards. I don't know. Or titanium credit cards or whatever the hell it is. But anyway, so I call this chick. Well, well, I think it's a chick. I don't know. It could have been a him, a her as a him, or a him as a her. I don't know. Nowadays, you, you, hell, neglected, you, yeah, you neglected to get his, his, its pronouns. Well, right? she, and they didn't offer, and I didn't ask. I just was being, I was just aggravated. She's, they go, well, we're sending it to the email on file. And so I said, okay, uh-huh. so I'll wait for the email. So, you know, I wait two or, th- you know, Suppose she said it could be tw- up to 24 hours. So I wait 24 hours and I didn't get an email. I go through all my junk mail and I go through all this stuff. And I ain't got no email. I even give it like 40, 72 hours instead of 24 hours. And I still ain't got no email. So I call her and I, luckily I get the same, the same person. And I'm like, Hey, I didn't get this email. I said, here is all the information you need. What email address are you sending this to uh-huh. Well, lo and behold, the email address they sent it to, I don't have and have not had for like 15 years. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> that's a whole nother problem. So I've been working so, with them to try to get so, my email address updated so I can get logged into the Dabblame website to buy some more well, alcohol so I'll be in a damn good mood. So was that AOL or Earthlink or? No, it was uh, the little... <laughs> The air, the local area provider here that was here in this area locally before I switched oh, yeah. off to go to Spectrum. Well, and you know what the funny thing is now? What's that? I checked and I've thought about doing this because the company that I switched internet to now um, bought that company. And um, I'm back with them after about 10 or 15 years. And I looked. And I've thought about trying to see if I just say reset it to this one because I can reset up that same email because nobody asked. <laughs> uh, but now I've already started the process of changing it, so it's it's kind of mute at this point. But well, it's just you... one of the, It's just been one traumafication after another. <laughs> well, so yeah. Speaking of you know, speaking of getting in your own way. <laughs> So I did, I, I did my first, uh, my first cross country flight yesterday, or excuse me on uh, Sunday. It was yesterday. My All right. Now, wait a minute for everybody yeah. listening. Do not make the same mistake that I did. Cross country flight does not mean from North Carolina or South Carolina to California. Correct. Yeah. It's it, it anything that is more than 50 nautical miles away from your home airport is considered. A All right. Country. So now let's, let's think about this. You in an airplane, right? Yeah. Airplanes don't usually go into ocean. So why are you using nautical miles? Well, because you, everything is actually based on uh, seamanship more so than ground travel because it's you know in, in ground travel you've got roads and mountain well, passes. Oh, so you just like mean that. as the crow flies? 
Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So you 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 when you're when you're on a boat, you kind of just point the boat in a compass heading, and off you go. And it's the hey, same kind of thing. Well, remi- <laughs> I'm cooking on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> well, maybe that, we can. But that reminds me of the Jerry Clower story. <laughs> all right. Well, go ahead, boss. <laughs> you know, I love Jerry Clower. Woo, I what a good, that's a big one. But anyway, yeah. when Jerry Clower got famous, he said the one thing he always wanted when he said he got some money was he was going to get him a Rolex watch. Uh-huh. So he goes to the store that sells them Rolex watches. And he's looking at them. And, you know, Rolexes have Roman numerals on them. Uh-huh. And he said, man. He said, I want one that counts off one, two, three, four, five. And he said, man, they don't make them like that. They're all in Roman numerals. And Jerry goes, I didn't grow up in Rome. (laughs) And he said, I want a Rolex watch with a Sears and Roebuck watch face. (laughs) And every time I see Roman numerals on a watch, I think of Jerry Clower. Well, there you go. (laughs) And I get a little chuckle, so... Yep. Well, that's good. I'll tell you what we ought to do. We ought to have a Goodwill breakfast. We'll figure out somewhere to meet. We'll meet with our Christian fellas and our Muslim fellas, and we'll try to find common ground. We'll have a country ham, egg, and cheese biscuits all the way around. <laughs> I don't think that's common ground, my friend. <laughs> and you t- hey, everybody loves country ham, egg, and cheese biscuits. I don't think that's... Uh, I don't think that quite G-Halls real well with Islam, but, uh, you know, maybe we can get them a a, a non-ham breakfast. Well, I mean, they probably got vegan crap, too, but I figured that was worse than eating the stuff because that's of the devil. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, if you wanted to hear my story. Oh, was you telling a story? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you started talking about Jerry Clower, so I thought hey, I'd let you run I didn't it. grow up in Rome. There you go. <laughs> but uh, now, so one of the intriguing things about every fourth or, you know, and this is a slight exaggeration, but probably about every fourth or fifth page and everything you read when you're studying to be a pilot mm-hmm. tells you that the pilot in command has the responsibility of briefing the passengers and crew members about when they are supposed to be wearing their seatbelt. Okay. okay. Making sure all of that stuff is done. Well, you know, I went through and I mean, there's, you know, I, I, I didn't get losted and I was doing dead reckoning. So that means I'm not looking at GPS or anything like that. I just basically going on a compass heading and what I can see from 5,000 feet. Have you gotten like night certified yet or are you just daytime? Oh, no, not yet. Not okay. yet. Just you're still, wor- you're still I, working on that part. Yeah. I, I have done a night, uh, I have done a night landing and whatnot, but I haven't gone through and soloed at night. Or is it like, what is it they call it where like you fly in the gauge? What is it where you fly? That's in instrument. 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 Yeah. That comes after I get my private pilot license. Gotcha. That's the most gotcha. So at any rate, I went down, I flew all the way down there and I, you know, with a, with a, I had a couple of hiccups on the, on the landing. I didn't, I was a little bit too high before, you know, so I couldn't go direct into the pattern. I had to do what's called a teardrop to, to, to get into the runway approach, but I managed to do it. I, I didn't 
mess up too bad and didn't upset anybody. Well, you've done evidently done a lot better than I did because you made it back in one piece. Well, and then I turned around, flew all the way back. I landed. And as I was closing everything out and locking up the airplane, getting, you know, shutting down the engine and everything like that, Mm -hmm. I reached down to unhook my seatbelt. Damned if I didn't put my damn seatbelt on at all. I did the whole damn flight. Well, I, I, I have a seatbelt on. <laughs> now you better be glad the highway patrol didn't see you. They give you a ticket. Oh, I'm telling you. Well, but I mean, here, here's my question. I, I, here's my question. Yes, sir. You in an airplane, right? Yes. Sir. Mm-hmm. Now we're not talking about Learjet or big plane or anything like that. These are right now. You're still in like little Cessnas and stuff like that. Absolutely. A 172P to be precise. Well, now, how high does that get off the ground? Well, I was at about, you know, the, the service ceiling on a Cessna 172 is uh, is about 7,000 feet. Okay, yeah. you're 7,000 feet in there. Yeah. Let's, let's just think about this. Mm-hmm. Do you honestly think that seatbelt going to stop you from killing yourself if you fall out of the air at 7,000 feet? Well, you know that. Well, for one thing, it, you're not going to fall out if you're wearing a seatbelt. So that's number one. No, I'm talking about number like two, if you crash. <laughs> well, no. Now, here, hear me out. It's, okay. It will keep you from crashing. Have you ever been in a small plane? Number one. Yeah, a Gulfstream. Okay. Well, that's not a small plane, but that is a small-ish. Have plane. you seen how big my ass is? That's a small. Yes, plane. I have. That's a small well, plane for, for you. But I mean, this is you know we're, we're you know for, compared to a Gulfstream, a Cessna one seventy two is a is a is a uh, a kite with a ceiling fan tied on the front. Well, Mark, okay? I love you, and if you get your license, I will trust you to fly. But we're gonna have to get a bigger airplane if me and you both gonna ride in that thing. So. To paraphrase, to paraphrase Jaws, we're going to need a bigger plane. That's right. But, That's uh, <laughs> the end result is you've been in turbulence before. Mm. Yes. Oh, dude. I, that reminds and, me. When I, one time when I was going over the UK, the turbulence uh-huh. was so bad. You know, because when you take off from here, we fly to New York. Right. And then from New York, you fly up over the curvature of the earth. To come uh-huh. down, and you come down over uh, Scotland to come down into Heathrow. Mm-hmm. Well, we got right off the coast of the UK, and I mean, we hit something, and we dropped like like a rock, like eighteen thousand feet because of turbulence. Oh yeah, I mean it was horrible. I would that was the, that's the only flight I've ever been on that I was scared to death that we wasn't going to make it. Well, so there you have it. Now, so that's what your seatbelt is for, because when you hit that turbulence and the bottom drops out and you fall 50 to 500 feet in a couple of seconds, Mm -hmm. it keeps your behind strapped into the chair so your feet don't come off of the rudder pedals. Oh, well, now say, I'm not flying. (laughs) I understand. That's why... I mean, but it's important for you to have it on so that you don't hit your head on the on the ceiling of the aircraft. Do you know there's a correlation to that story too, though? Okay, well go go ahead, do tell. That started me drinking Paul Roger, and now <laughs> I won't get on an airplane unless I'm drunk. Because I didn't used to like champagne, and that woman come back, 
And I said, I got to have something to drink. My nerves are killing me. She said, well, we're going to be landing in like 20 minutes. I said, I don't care. I got to have something to drink. <laughs> and that was, and actually, this is a true story. The only thing they had left on that plane, because our alcoholic asses had done drunk everything, was a bottle of Paul Rocher. <laughs> and they charged me $845 for a, bo- a $300 bottle of Paul Rocher. Well, you know, that's because when, you know, you understand this now, where, you know, scarcity increases price. Oh, yeah. So when you're a couple of thousand feet up in the air, everything gets pretty scarce. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> like one year I decided, um, for, you know, it wasn't one, well, it was the first year there for a while. We, you know, that North Carolina has the Outer Banks near the graveyard right. of the Atlantic. And, yes, uh, and if, for those of you that don't know, you can walk out about three or four foot and the water's up to your knees. Your next step, it's about 200 foot deep because a solid sheer drop off. But, mm. um, and you know, you got the lighthouses and all that crap. But um, we were, we had gotten in the habit of going there for Thanksgiving for a little while. And we had gotten down there a couple of days before and gone around to restaurants and stuff and we went in this restaurant. It was a barbecue place, and I don't remember the name of it. But we're sitting there eating barbecue, and we get up to pay, and they've got these beautiful apple pies with the lattice and stuff on the top of them. I mean, they look really good, just like they come out of Southern Living. Mm-hmm. Paula Dean had done whooped them up herself. That's what it looked like. So I said, Hmm, I could buy one of them apple pies because Thanksgiving's tomorrow and we could have that apple pie with our pumpkin pie and everything else. Right. So I said, how much is them apple pies? Now, keep in mind, this is like 1999, year 2000. This is not Mm -hmm. like recent. That apple pie was $25. Pre-Bidenomics. Right. $25. And I said, $25. I said, man, you can get one of them for nine ninety nine at the Perkins. Mm-hmm. That rascal looked at me, laid his fat ass on that counter, and said, well, by God, if you can find a Perkins down here, go there and buy the son of a bitch. <laughs> so you know what I did? You went and found a Perkins. No, I bought the fucking <laughs> apple pie and shut up. <laughs> well, those are your options. And of course, my favorite one of my, one of the things that, that I'm I'm real happy with and, and intrigued with is of course what is the, what is the plural of octopus? Is it octopi? Octopi, and so you know I've seen on uh, I've seen a couple of gifs and uh, images of people that have made octopies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to make an octopi. I'm not sure what I'm going to make an octopi of, but I just <laughs> just like it. <laughs> well, you know, the funny things is, is everything has humor in it if you look at it. And there's some stuff that you just scratch your head and you're like, what the hell are you thinking? And I mean, part of the problem nowadays is there ain't no fucking common sense whatsoever. People go out of their way, and this is across the board, mm. that people actually go out of their way to find something to be offended about. Oh, absolutely. Well, and again, you cannot, no one can offend you without your consent or being complicit. Right, because and if they the offend you. Is to, is the phrase is to take offense right you have to actively choose to be offended, offended. exactly yeah. exactly right 
And I have chosen to be offended because I'm out of Paul Roger. Well, there you go. And that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. And hashtag LYBM, and we love you back more. And we gone. Have a good evening. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUND. G-R-N-D. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.